Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. There we go. Welcome to our Remembrance Day long weekend edition of Tech Talk for November 12th, 2022. We're just with you on Saturday. We are preempted on Sunday by Seahawks football once again. But we'll have a podcast for you if you can only listen to part of the show on Saturday while we're live or perhaps none of it because your schedule doesn't allow that. Glad to have you here. Seems weird to say Remembrance Day long weekend, but... It is, in fact. Yes, for those of you. That voice is none other than... Ricky Winter, uh, your Telecom Tech Experience Manager. Welcome. Good to have you back. Thanks. Always a pleasure to be here. Taking a break, a breather before the fun of Black Friday. Yeah, it just kind of worked out. Um, We had a big staff meeting on Sunday, so I worked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, you know, here we are. So, Thanks for being here. Good to have you back. No worries. (laughs) And I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Being a busy couple weeks here. Yes, indeed. It's going to get really busy. Uh, One of the reasons I wanted to particularly invite uh, Ricky in now was before (laughs) the craziness of Black Friday. A lady asked me yesterday, why is it called Black Friday? I thought this was pretty common knowledge, but in case you don't know, it's in no way racist or anything like that. It comes out of the United States. Black Friday is the Friday after U.S. Thanksgiving. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the day, going back many years, that stores sold so much stuff that that was the day that put them into the black. Oh, that makes sense. If you looked at the cost of the rent, the salaries, Mm -hmm. the lights, all that kind of stuff over the year, they would know that they could keep going based on their Black Friday sales. They sold enough that they said, yeah, we're actually, for the year, we're going to turn a profit. We can keep going. So that's why it's called Black Friday. Wow. And it's expanded. Used to be just American because, of course, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Canada used to fight it. Yeah. And we embraced it probably about five, six years ago now. Yeah, it was definitely in Victoria at the time when we started. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, from a retail point of view. Yeah. And now it's not just a day. No. It's Black Friday week. It it became Uh, Black Friday weekend. At this point. (laughs) Like, Especially throughout COVID and everything with stock issues, like for the entire month of November has been prices starting in advance of Black Friday, so. Yes. Yeah. But so also that, as Canada, we're not waiting on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's over. We could start it October, whatever we wanted, if we wanted. Exactly. Yes. So Black Friday this year will be the 25th. So Yes. It's on my calendar. <laughs> I know. The big, big, bed, unhappy. No. So, so last year you gave us really good advice, I guess about well, even earlier than this, saying Probably. because of all the supply chain stuff, you said there weren't going to be a lot of huge specials and there was going to be very limited stock. Yeah. How are we looking this year overall for technology? Um, technology is looking better than it did last year for sure. Um, a lot of the like side companies, your kind of headphones, stereo, those kinds of companies have come more on board, a lot more stock. Um, I probably have more TV inventory in my store than I've carried in years because my back rooms are overflowing with it. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to get as much to the stores now as possible. Yeah. Um, so as always in this time of year, my advice is shop now, get it over with, price match two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a 30-day price protection with most of my competitors, I would say, at this point. Yeah. Um, buy what you want, get it in your hands, because if you wait till that week when everybody else has either taken my advice already or woke up earlier than you, you're just out of luck at that point. Yeah. We'll create a step, a separate page in the Tech Talk show notes where I will put all the Black Friday prices that I find of the mm. items. The challenge with buying now is 
if it's one of several items, yep. you have to guess which one's going to be on sale. And often the staff don't know yet because mm-hmm. everyone's doing the competitive navel gazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which model much. are we going to put on sale? So if you um, buy this one thinking, well, I can get the price match, and right. then the other one goes on sale. So even just wait a week. We should get yeah, much like clearer. you'll see pre Black Friday flyer Friday. Yeah, right. So we were really almost there already. Um, I th- want to say about half of the stuff that'll be on sale for Black Friday is already on sale in store. Now two catches there. Yeah, yeah, half. So the other half isn't. And also the pre Black Friday prices, if last year was any indication, are not as good as Black Friday prices. So yes, you can save fifty dollars, but if you wait till we at least get an indication. You might save more. And a couple of stores, I noticed uh, Best Buy and Staples have specifically started putting Black Friday pricing with the guarantee that it will not be cheaper. Oh, yeah. That this is the price or that this price will continue through Black Friday, one or the other. In some cases, it's on for this weekend, then it disappears, then it comes back at the same price for Black Friday. But they're specifically putting... It's all marketing. I was going to say, it's just marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've told you the prices will be the same through Black Friday. They will be. My vendors have all said, these are the prices everybody has. This is what you're allowed to do. So. Okay. So that's <laughs> it. So I put a couple uh, into the show notes just because I was buying things. Or yeah, helping, of course. Helping people do that. One of the ones, Brian, that you found, happy to report, I think since pretty well the first time since the pandemic began. Oh, there was a little one just recently that we missed. But yeah, yeah. the Epson EcoTank uh, 2850 is down from 400 to 330 That's a really good deal. We love these. I, I don't I know how any we... deal on the EcoTank is fantastic. Even yes. just getting your hands on the EcoTank is fantastic. <laughs> and it's funny, people who've had a printer for a long time and it's now died or given up the ghost or whatever, um, and when they do this, they always say... Really, two years worth of ink? You know, they look and I say, yeah, literally, Brian and I have got them. Yeah, they come with bottles of ink, which is a very, one of the the most fun things about setting them up is when you open up the bottle and you show, you give it to the client that you're doing, you say, put it upside down and thing and listen. The beauty of the Epsons as well is every single nozzle is independently shaped so it only fits in the proper color. So, you know, Scion is only going in Scion photo black, anything along yeah. those lines are only going to fit in the one ink cartridge they're supposed to. You can't get blue in your Scion. Or oh, blue is Scion. Yeah. So, uh, Scion in your magenta. Because it's a bottle now, right? So that yeah. kills the printer if you put if you did put the wrong color in. Oh, yeah. I remember when we first had an Epson rep show us that mm. yeah. at the Consumer Electronics Show. Must have been like seven years ago. And yeah. Ron Fraser <laughs> and Jen Cairns and I looked at each other and said, now, why didn't we think of that a long time ago? <laughs> it just made such perfect sense. Yeah. It's just a little plastic notch. It's like a key, so it won't fit. So even if you were colorblind, you can't do the wrong one. Oh, that's yeah. No, that's really good. Because I've, in my career, I've had four people that did put the wrong cartridge oh, really? back when it was cartridges, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just snapped in place, and then all of a sudden they printed the family picture and went, ah, <laughs> because the blue was now red. And oh, red. no. And you're printing and you're never that out of the oh, printer head. You, yeah, exactly. The and you have to wrecked. run, you <laughs> literally have to run about 100 pages through to to once you swap the cartridges back, and that essentially just bankrupts you in terms of... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You're, now you're buying cartridges <laughs> yeah. just to flush cartridges or to flush nozzles. Yeah. And yep. So the Epson ET2850 EcoTank, it is a printer, copier, scanner, wired or wireless, and as Brian said, 330 bucks instead of 400 at both London drug stores and online and at staple stores and online this weekend. 
So there you go. If you need one with a document feeder, because you're going to be doing a lot of scanning in a small office, this is not that model. You would need the more expensive model. And we'll see that one traditionally, somebody will have it on for Black Friday pricing. It's currently not there yet, so stay tuned. Again, I will create a separate page in the show notes after next weekend's show and start listing. I've got a long list of shopping <laughs> list of people that have asked me to find things. So in the process, we'll start doing that. I'll literally spend a day scouring all the flyers from all the different manufacturers. Uh, another one that I put in there, I had to get a lady a new computer monitor because the dog oh. really, really, really liked the YouTube video and <laughs> uh, of dogs, and there went the monitor. Oh. So. But the Samsung full high-definition 24-inch LED monitor, a uh, really nice one, is on sale for $160. That's $90 off at London Drug Stores and online this weekend. If you don't need one that big, she does because her vision is not perfect. She says, yeah, time to get a bigger monitor. <laughs> um, Staples has an Asus 21-and-a-half-inch full HD monitor. For 110 bucks, save $60. I don't think you carry that, so it's no, not... No, a- we tr- pretty much... Uh, even when she said, like, is 24 too big for you? And I was like, Alan, that's one of the smallest ones I carry. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and that's worth talking about, Brian, because when people replace things, they tend to replace it with what they have. Yeah. And we used to think, 21-inch, oh, wow, I got a really big one. Most of the used monitors now yeah. from government are 24-inch because they've gone to 27 and 32. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, now if I'm looking, 27 is where I start. I'm, yeah, I'm like, exactly. oh, I'm, if I'm buying a monitor, I'm not going to buy anything smaller than 27. Yeah, but, but it's what we're used to, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. some people say, well, it, it fits inside the hutch. Uh, and I go, okay, <laughs> but how many hours a day are you spending on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that really going to be the restriction because it fits inside the hutch? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give up the hutch. I paid $700 for it 14 years ago. And I go, I know, but look on used Victoria and you will find that there's these beautiful $700 hutches free if you'll come and get it (laughs) for literally that reason. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. My parents did this with a huge wall unit that only had room for a certain size TV for years and years. And yep. now they've got a TV on a stand that pops out. <laughs> One of my clients um, didn't want to give up the hutch because her late husband had actually made it. Oh, okay. okay. And so what she did was she put an aquarium in there. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And I thought, now that's really smart. And mm-hmm. then she just moved it to the other end of that wall and put the, the TV and everything in there. So I thought, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Good thing. Uh, out-of-the-box thinking there. Yeah. Anyway, so there's there's a few here for you. And one other one while we're talking TVs, and this was one of those ones that I mentioned, the, the label where you'll see Black Friday price now, Samsung 55-inch UHD 4K HDR Tizen Smart TV, $630, save 70 bucks. That's at Best Buy stores and online. Do you carry that? There's so many TVs. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're not great. Yeah. But they're cheap, so yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much Samsung has their... T models, which is what it comes down to. So T, uh, you'll see like T6000, T7000, T8000, that's the yep. Tizen sound. Um, most of their models have moved over to their QLED or QOLED at this yep. point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the majority of what we carry. I think we do carry the T7000 and T8000 yep. at this point. So this is what you would call a budget smart TV, if, if you think of it that way, especially if you're buying it for um, for grandparents whose vision is yep. not... So so great. It is full 4K. It is super good resolution. The richness of the colors yeah. is not there, but $630 for 55 inches is pretty awesome. There you go. So those items are all linked in show notes at shownotes.ca. Lots of stuff to tell you about on the show today. Got some useful little tips for you 
uh, things that we've solved for people. We will go through some of those. We'll update the chaos that is Twitter right now. <laughs> we'll update the hearings into the proposed buyout of Shaw's Internet and TV divisions by Rogers. And also, when we come back, we've been talking about this for a few weeks, um, but we never get to it, even though I put it in the show notes. So uh, we'll take a moment and go through the change in picture formats. I'm going to introduce you, if you've not already heard of it, a no more JPEG. Well, it's still there, but H-E-I-C, and what you need to do on your devices to make the conversion when we continue. But we'll also open up the phone lines, text and email. Star 1070 on a mobile phone on Saturday morning while we're live. You can call us on a home phone at 250-386-1161. Text, we've got a few already, to 107010-107010. Please include your first name if you text us. And emails will also work to techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. 21 after the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and Brian and Ricky. You were venting off the air, Brian. Oh, <laughs> I was saying we need to do a PSA about, um, I want to say, I always call it McAfee. McAfee. Or McAfee, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> named after the late founder, John but McAfee. McAfee is an absolute dumpster fire. Please take it off your computers and get yourself some real antivirus. I had three computers last week that were like, and McAfee is worse than useless because it lulls you into a sense of security. You are not protected. I would yes. The computer was running horribly. I removed McAfee. It started running better. Ran Malwarebytes and found eight pieces of malware. Wow. Yeah. It's not what it was. It used to be great. John McAfee was a genius. He did cross the line over to crazy land. Yeah. yeah. He was wanted for murder in, in Central America. Was arrested on tax fraud. Took his own life in prison. But wow. Intel bought the company mm-hmm. because it had such a great reputation. They quickly realized, no, we shouldn't. So they've even taken off the... McAfee buy Intel. They've taken off the buy Intel part because they realized that was not exactly helping their their brand name there. So, yeah, it is. That's a very good phrase for it. Slows down your computer. Does not catch a lot of the stuff that it should be. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's being marketed by Shaw as they get ready because Mm -hmm. they needed a partner. They used to use F-Secure out of France. They made a long-term deal. It was horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Telus offers their own security as well. No, it's not what they do. They do internet. They do TV. You know, they telephone. No, you do not want them. It's like going to the um, going to your auto mechanic for furniture repair. No, <laughs> not a good idea. So yeah, please. And and it's not that people often say, "Do you guys get paid by malware bites?" Because we we'll always talk about it. No, it just saves so much grief for us because we put it on people's computers it works it self updates it catches mm-hmm. stuff doesn't slow down computers what's there's this strange effect where when you know people try to clean up their computer once in a while but they never touch their antivirus or anti malware because <laughs> like oh no that's saving me yeah. so you end up you see people's computers and they have three different awful antiviruses running <laughs> and they have malware that's gotten past all three of them like it's just insane yep. so just please yeah we don't get paid malware bites just works yep now, th- this has put you in an awkward position because at a retailer, you sell, you have a little rack there, and yes, Malwarebytes yeah. is yeah. there, but Norton and McAfee and all these others are there. Yep. It must be frustrating for you because you know the pros and cons, yet you want to offer consumers choice. 
I'd say the reason I'm on the show is that I'm brutally honest with people most of the time, so I don't think that's much <laughs> that's of a That's why you're issue. here. That's true. Um, yes. To further say something without saying it, um, when you get your data transferred or computer upgrades and stuff like that done through our tech room, uh, Malwarebytes is what we include as part of the installation yeah. because it's that effective. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is uh, it's been really tough on retailers during the pandemic. They need to find a way to keep the lights on. Antivirus products have a really high profit margin because it's just a box with a card in it that gives you a code to download something. Some include a disk, which is dumb because computers these days don't have disk drives, (laughs) but they also include a card with a download. And those other brands that are still around. Uh, many of them emerged. Norton bought LifeLock, mm-hmm. bought AVG, bought Avast, bought Avira. So even though the different brands are on the shelf, yep. if you look at the copyright, it's Norton Night LifeLock. They oh, bought yeah. them all. If you look at my shelf, it's small now. Like we're yeah. pretty much out of the yeah. game, if you will. But. Exactly. Kaspersky. Gone. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I didn't think you sell it anymore. No. No, because no, the not fe- for a while. Uh, yeah, two beca- years, because of the a the political thing, because being Russian and the New York Times found that some of the code resembled the code from the successor to the KGB. They denied it, but no one could really prove. So the US government and then the Canadian government said you are not allowed on a government computer to use Kaspersky. Yes. Even if you're working at home, no. So that pretty well killed them, so they've mm-hmm. largely... But we remember these things. Back in the days of X, Windows XP, <laughs> yeah. Kaspersky was awesome. Yep. So was Norton for a while. Yep. You know, Avast, AVG, they all ran their free versions, mm-hmm. which were so good that I no like, one I feel bought... like I had AVG for a while. Yeah. yeah. No one bought the paid version, so they ran out of staff money, and mm-hmm. then they became crappy. So, yeah, so that's why. There we go. Uh, my uh, text. memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> I refilled the tanks on my Epson printer. I think I overfilled it. It won't print any color now at all. What can I do? I don't think that's what you've done. You can't overfill them. No. The bottle will go glug glug, and it'll stop filling when it gets to the top. I'm guessing that what's happened is, Ricky, the heads are dirty. That could do it, yeah. So there's two things to do. The standard one is to go into the settings, maintenance, head cleaning. Sounds like the right steps. Yeah, it'll, it it'll print a nozzle check, yep. and there should be four sets of lines on an angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yellow, magenta, which we know is red, cyan, which we know is blue, and to the left, black. Mm-hmm. And they should be all, all the lines should be there. If you don't see any of them, then the head, so try the head cleaning twice. Yeah. If that doesn't work, there is a hidden setting for power cleaning. And so for the person whose phone number ends in 4434... Then try the head cleaning once or twice. If that doesn't work, then text me back and I'll ask you the model number and I'll tell you how to do the power cleaning. The power cleaning uses a fair amount of ink, which again, not a deal on EcoTanks no. because it's bottles. Um, but that will, that will, in almost all cases, I've never had an yeah. Epson where we couldn't get it back. Yeah. So that's one of the deals. Okay, uh, what we do. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, my son, this is for you. My son wants a gaming PC for Christmas, Ricky. Can you recommend a gaming PC that won't break the bank, please? He plays Roblox, Fortnite, etc. The key there is the etc., but we'll start with that. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the etc. can be quite wide. Yeah. Um, but I'd say both Fortnite and Roblox aren't very server-intensive by any means. They're going to be <laughs> a fairly easy online platform game. Um, so... Normally, if you were in store with me, I'd be like, hey, well, you know, what kind of age? What are we looking to do with the machine yeah. otherwise? Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who 
it if is. If it's Roblox and Fortnite, we're probably talking a fairly young. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring from those yep. games. So, you know, like, yeah. What whatever. kind of price point are we looking at? There is, I'm trying to remember who makes it. It's either Acer or Asus. Um, they announced it at a conference like two weeks ago, and they're putting out their, you know, intro level gaming computer at six ninety nine for Black Friday. Uh, which is down like three hundred dollars from their regular price on it. So I'm. Um, That's not bad. It's really good computer. to get started. Yeah. Um, and for somebody, I'm gonna peg that age like ten to fourteen kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's probably where you're ending up. So that kind of money for that kind of machine is very very good. It'll kind of keep them on their gaming journey for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, without having to you know necessarily break the bank and get over that thousand dollar price yep. point. Um, that being said, um, we were kind of talking before we started the show. It's kind of from the conference was year of RGB and gaming. We'll see a lot of gaming accessories and gaming machines that are coming up on special. Mm-hmm. Um, monitors are featured around gaming because that's the largest new influx to computers is right. that gaming category. And if you're not into gaming, that's yeah. actually still good news. Still good news. Because you're going to get really high quality at a much lower price because gamers are very quality intensive both on the computers, Correct. on the monitors, the refresh speed, all like that. So, so probably roughly $700 range. I would imagine, yeah get one of those monitors for Black Friday when they're on sale and yeah you'd be you'd be in you'd good be shape out for under a thousand probably awesome that's really great that's a big change from past yeah I know <laughs> when we come back another update if you have an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac including an older one that doesn't get updates they will because of the significance more about that when we continue after a CFAX news update Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070 it's getting crowded in here on our Remembrance Day long weekend edition. Did you get the wrong date, sir? <laughs> no, no, not so, not so much. Charles Martin has stopped by. Charles was with us last weekend. He wears many hats, but in this case, it's uh, Ink Santa. Yes, and uh, yeah, that's true. We've got uh, we've got a few uh, inks to give away. Uh, there's um, a couple of Epson 220s, magenta and yellow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've just also brought in a Canon PG40 Black. So if you are one of those people who could use a Canon PG40 Black or an Epson 220, magenta or yellow, please let us know. Text us at 107010 or call us at 250-386-1161. These are not prizes. These are just cartridges from people whose printers have gone to the great beyond. And they've got a new printer that uses different cartridges, Ricky, so we <laughs> thought we should find a new home for these. They're unopened. Makes sense. They're in there. Yeah, because they always do. Every, every new printer you get is going to have different ink cartridges. <laughs> do you know why, Ricky, why that is? Money. <laughs> well, no, because um, it's expensive for the ink yeah. manufacturer, the, the Canon, the Epsons, the HPs, the Brothers, because they have to maintain these vast warehouses with all these. But I've never got a good... To be honest, I've never really thought to ask. We've been asking other questions of the reps, but why, when you come up with a new printer, do you come up with a new cartridge? Never really thought to ask anybody, if I'm okay. honest with you, too. Um, part of it, I'm going to assume, comes down to the actual printer itself, how the print heads are going to work, how much ink is forced through yeah. for the various ink heads versus a high-end printer versus lower-end printers. Um, the box that you have in front of you, as example, is the Epson there. You'll see the three colors broken up, yes. where Canon a lot of times will do either that or all of them is one cartridge. Tri-color. Um, for better color isolation. So just probably down to just caliber okay. of printer. Um, using Canon as a quick example, again, they tend to keep the same two ink runs in all of their basic models. Yes. Um, kind of that 40 or the, I want to say 241, something along those lines, is pretty much every Canon printer under 200 bucks. Okay. 
Um, but as soon as you get into the, kind of the nicer, you know, photo printers, things along those lines, when you start to see a larger array of ink and different sizes and cartridges. There we go. And, of course, new models are always trying to figure out new ways to make uh, the ink spread better, look better, yeah. work better with different kinds of paper. So they're always changing the design. Yeah. So okay, change the inks. So again, let's go for the numbers. If you're listening to us live on Saturday morning, then give us a call or a text. Star 1070 on a mobile phone if you want. If you have a printer that uses these cartridges, first of all, under the E for Epson. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> 220, sorry. I was reading the show notes. 220, uh, yellow and magenta. And under and, the C for Canon. And the Canon is a 40, uh, PG40. Black. So that there we go. If you want one of those, they're yours. I will drop them off to you. You just need to tell me who you are and where you are. Star ten seventy. Star ten seventy in a mobile phone. Two five zero three eight six one one six one on a landline and ten seventy ten by text. And while you're here, Charles, you will not be doing the Victoria Computer Club online Zoom workshop this Thursday. That's right. Uh, I've gotten a super special guest star to help me with that one because <laughs> I'm going to be on a book tour Yes. Uh, over, over the uh, second half of November, which is really nice. And um, I'm pleased to say we'll be going to New York and uh, I'm going to take a little side trip to Atlanta to see my brother and then off to Chicago. Awesome. And then back here. So I will be filling in for Charles as best I can for the <laughs> Victoria Computer Club online Zoom workshop. This coming Thursday, November 17th, I'm going to combine both staying safe online and my top 10 tech gift ideas. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing just while you're here. This is I put this in the show notes as well. Because, Brian, from time to time, we get asked if we can help people with the Linux operating system. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> if you don't know... Yeah. the Windows by Microsoft, Mac by Apple, and Linux by the open source community of volunteers out there. And so George Bowden, the president of the Victoria Computer Club, Mm -hmm. uh, posted a really good thing on the blog, and I, I put it into the show notes here, item number 12. And he basically says, when you load up your friend's computer with your favorite operating system, you may not be doing them any favors. You may love Linux Fedora, for instance, but unless you're going to live forever to support your friend, consider what help is available. And he puts in a graph of the popularity of Linux distributions. Fedora is at um, way down the list at 0.02% of Linux (laughs) installs, and they are only a third. So he says that's one in 10,000 people. The most popular version I checked is Ubuntu, and it's used by about a third of Linux users, and they only make up 2.4% of computer users in Canada, so that's eight in 1,000. So please only use Linux if you're familiar with it or if you have more than one expert who can help you because one of them may be out of town or that's pass right. away because most Linux users and tend to And that's the thing. If you're going to put somebody on Linux, remember you're now their tech support department. <laughs> so <laughs> be aware of that. I mean, I, I, I like Ubuntu, uh, and I do feel like it's a good operating system for people who are into computers generally to learn as well mm-hmm. as Mac and Windows yeah. so that they can increase their general utility and usefulness, their knowledge, but it's you're not going to run into too many of them. Yeah. Linux is free and open source, and there are lots of free software add-ons. However, and this is a giant Hollywood sign-sized however, Lin- um, they all require a lot of add-ins just to make devices like printers and webcams work. 
Absolutely. And sometimes if you have a very unusual piece of equipment... The answer is no. The person you're going, who's going to write you a driver for that is you. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Awesome. Charles, good to see you. Have a good time on the book tour and, and the trip. Thanks for the ink. We will keep those out there again. That's the Epson 220 and the Canon PG40. If you can use that, we would love to give them to you so they do not go into the recycle bin. Okay, if you have an iPhone or an iPad made in the last six years, Apple has released an important update iOS iPad OS 16.1.1. It patches two security holes, which hackers could use to remotely run commands. It also fixes some bugs. Small but important update, settings, general software update. And because of the significance of this, Ricky, if people have an older iPhone or an iPad that can't get to iOS 16, mm-hmm. because of the significance, Apple said, okay, special update for you. Oh, interesting. Okay, it can now Apple stresses this only provides partial protection Mm -hmm. and is urging owners of unsupported older iPhones to upgrade to a newer supported model. Of course, which comes over to you. What are we expecting in the way of smartphone deals, Mr. Winter, for (laughs) Black Friday week? So, actually, I was going to put a little asterisk on my earlier answer to your you know, Black Friday, you know, all prices are going to be the same. Mobile's the wild, wild west still. You don't know, everybody's just waiting to see what everybody else does and then increase offers, you know. Um, what are you expecting? Put your crystal ball on so people can plan. Um, I imagine plans stay the same. Um, nobody really wants to shuffle around their plans any longer. Um, so the cost per month, cost uh, 40, per month 50, 70, whatever 90, whatever will be the same. But um, realistically, um, I find Black Friday is always a very heavy Android push. Um, so in previous years, we've seen like the S20 go to $0 on a two-year contract. Contracts have changed since then. I won't get too deeply into that. Yeah. But really what it's going to come down to is they're going to have a large discount upfront cost um, that's paid off over your two years. So if the phone's normally 2000 maybe you see $800 off of what that 2000 is of what you pay back. Nice. So it works out to a good chunk of savings. Then with the Wild Wild West portion of my comment comes into... You know, morning starts, London Drugs has a $100 gift card. You know, 10 a.m., Best Buy's like, they have a $200 gift card. Well, by 3 o'clock, LD's got a $250 gift card. Okay, so that's that kind So of it's going to be a reduction in the price of the phone itself. Correct. Together with a gift card. Correct. Possibly. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the most likely scenario that we see nowadays. Yeah. Um, the nice thing there is that that you know phone discount bundle chunk that I'm talking about, that say Telus or Fido or whoever it is you might be carrying through, yeah, will be the same everywhere. Okay. Um, London Drugs doesn't say control that separately than Best Buy or Walmart or um, right. anything like that. So if they say, hey, this phone is $800 off today, then it's just a matter of going to whoever your favorite carrier is to deal with that. Right. But if you want the gift card, then you're going to want to go to one Gift of card the, shopping is where it, it comes to the play. retailers. That's yeah. where the kiosks in the mall cannot. They will just give you the discount off the phone. So that's yep. what, And again, we'll put that all together into a special thing in the show notes starting after next weekend's show. So you'll be able, because we're on again... Uh, the day after Black Friday, so by then a lot of those will be gone. So I'll start that show note and have yes. that for you like on the 22nd so you can do that when we're in there. If you have a Mac, by the way, in addition to this old, so the update for older iPhones uh, is 15.7.1. For newer iPhones and iPads, it's 16.1.1. But Charles, while you're still here, if you have a Mac running Mac OS Ventura, Apple has released a small but important security update, Mac OS 13.0.1, which fixes those same bugs. Right, exactly. And by the way, I should mention that if your device is too old to even run iOS 15 or Mac OS uh, 12, it's time. 
So you, you need to replace that machine because it's become a security risk. Black Friday week. Now, so to get the update for macOS Ventura, you would click on the Apple logo, mm -hmm. click on About This Mac, click on Update Software. Here's the catch. If you're not on macOS Ventura, don't do that because it's going to update you to macOS Ventura. And as you said last week, well, not yet. Not, it's still got yet. some significant yeah. bugs. There's a few. Uh, one of the one of the biggest things that people are running into is that in modernizing or just changing the design of the system preferences, which they now call system settings because on the phones it's mm -hmm. called settings, uh, and I get that, but they've also arranged it like a phone with a vertical list yes. instead of horizontal with icons. Yeah. And this has thrown some people off, and indeed there's a few of those things that were there before that aren't there now. Yeah. So not very many, but a few. And that has really, well, where did it go? Yeah. Well, it's not there yet. Wait for the next update. <laughs> so if you're not yet running Ventura, I recommend you hold off until 13.1 is released, likely later this month. Because right. even with this update, there's still lots of bugs. Okay, great. Charles, thanks for stopping by. No problem. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Dave is on the phone lines. We've got lots of texts and emails here. You're welcome to join us. We're live on Saturday morning, November 12th, 250-386-1161 on a home phone, star 1070 on a mobile phone, and by text to 107010. As we continue on Tech Talk for November 12th, back to the phone lines, and Dave's been waiting patiently. Hi, Dave. Thank you. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How's it going? How can we help? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know I have an iPhone uh, 11. Yes. Um, and Leslie has now decided that she wants to move into the realm of having a cell phone. And she has suggested that she takes my iPhone 11 and that I get something else. So I really like the size of it, um, the six-inch screen, yes. mm -hmm. and it looks like there's um, you know the option of having another 11 or a 12 or a 13 or a 14. 14 is way out of my price range. Can you make some comments generally about? Yeah, that's a really, really, and you are one of I suspect at this time of year many people who will be doing that as we head towards Christmas, uh, Ricky Winter. What would you suggest for Dave and Leslie? Yeah, it's a fairly common thing, especially for one person who uses the phone more to upgrade their device and the legacy device then hands off to the other person. Um, what should he get? <laughs> Part of this, we don't yeah. know the answer for another week and a half, Dave, because that's going to be key. All the competitors are doing what we call electronic navel-gazing and trying to guess what which phone they're going yeah. to put on for which price. But 12 or 13? 12 or 13, you're in a safe bet. Like the, we've already said the 14 is kind of price point-wise. Um, you won't see it on sale. There's a too limited of stock, so that's so yeah, be it. So there's one key thing. For everybody else, if you were hoping to see the 14 on at an awesome sale, not likely because the supply chain on the new phone is constrained. Yeah. You might get a small, you know. you know, Maybe. But, but maybe. Maybe a gift card. Maybe yeah. Maybe $100 gift card. Maybe 100 that which is 100 bucks. You didn't 100 have. Bucks, 100 so bucks. That's good. Yep. But yeah, um, but so for you, I would... I'd say if the stores still have the 12, you'll probably see the biggest cut to price on those guys. Um, just because they'll be trying to get rid of the 12s as the 14s are yeah. starting to roll in. And the size is the same there, Dave. Within some minor millimeter differences, yeah. enough that you need a different case. Um, the 11, 12, 13, 14 are all very similar in size. With each generation, you get a much better processor and a much better camera. So yep. if the numbers align, if you can afford the 13 versus the 12 yeah but as ricky says because they don't want to keep 12s in stock they're going to offer probably a larger gift card or it'll the, be a further discount from the carrier yeah so. or, or both so yep. 
Yeah, so that's where we would go. And it's really simple once you get the phone. You then make sure that stuff is all backed up on iCloud. You put the phone next to your new phone. Move everything over. It's it's called Quick Start. It does it all for you. And then once you see that it's all there and working on your new phone, you go into the settings, Brian. They've changed the wording on the iPhone settings to erase it to get it ready for Leslie to inherit it. It used to be Reset. It's now um, Settings, General, all the way down to the very bottom, Transfer or Reset iPhone. Oh, yes. And then Erase All Content and Settings, put in your passcode, tell it, yes, 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 I really am serious four <laughs> times, and then put in your Apple ID password, and it resets it back to factory, Dave. But there's a much easier app to use than, than that. Okay, it's, it's, it's called the Call Allen app. Oh, <laughs> honestly, um, yes, and I appreciate that, or, or Ricky, or Charles, or Brian, but honestly, when you're doing the two side-by-side, side, it's really, Ricky, this is... The phone prompts you through the entire process. Yeah, it's really that simple. You just put it literally next to the phone, and it says, use Quick Start. And it literally, I've, uh, I have a client who's 85. She was absolutely categorically convinced that her son was going to have to come down from Duncan. But that was when we had that bad, bad mm, weather. Yep. And she called me like a girl in a candy store. She <laughs> goes, I did it, I did it. Like she'd won the Olympics. It was a really great feeling. So I'd be glad to, but I honestly don't think you'd need that one. Okay, one other, one other question. Um, what about buying the phone outright as opposed to with a plan attached to it. Yeah, that's a really good question. So what do you pay per month now to use your iPhone 11? Um, it, taxes included, $16.80. Okay. So, yeah, that's that point. Yeah. Um, so I'd imagine you are a very light user on the device. Like, what are we, I am. we using the device for, I guess, at that point? Yeah, we use it more for an emergency kind of thing. We do have a landline. Yeah. yeah. We use it when we're traveling. Yes, okay. sure. Um, and we use it... Um, you know, if we're in Canada, we use it for emergency kind of thing. And if we're traveling overseas, then I normally replace it with a SIM card from, from whoever you're visiting. Now, that's kind of one of the key things yeah. about both the 11 and the 12 or 13. If you get it, you won't have to use a SIM card now. You can use an eSIM. Mm -hmm. In the Tech Talk show notes, you will see a separate tab for travel tech tips. And down at the bottom of that one is the new Aerolo eSIM app for a phone that handles an eSIM. So that'll take care of that. So that's where it comes down to the back of the napkin, Ricky, doing the yeah. numbers. So if the phone is $1,000 and the carrier's eating 300 of that for Black Friday and Ricky's giving you a $300 gift card, effectively, that makes it a $400 phone, 400 divided by 24, then you can see, versus spending $1,000 with a $50 gift card from Apple, 950 So, yeah, it depends yeah, like for the usage that we're talking about here, like buying through Apple is probably the better way to go, um, just because your plan is so yeah. minimal. But on the other hand, that's the usage we're talking about right now. Once yeah. people get a smartphone that does all these things, I've never find anybody, Brian, that does fewer things on their phone. Right. They're not heading in the other direction very often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now I can do that? Oh, I mm -hmm. didn't know. Oh, I can go down to the waterfront and tell you what those boats are? Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. can buy on Amazon? Okay. So... Yep. Yeah, so we always try to guess what you're going to do with your phone in a year or two or three, not just based on what you're doing now. So, yeah, yeah so it would be a number crunching, Dave, but check back when we start putting together um, the Black Friday notes, and we'll see, and we'll do the math for you and see where we go. Awesome. Thanks. Quick break. Colin, you're up next, and we continue. 
As we continue on our November 12, 2022 edition of Tech Talk with Alan, Ricky, and Brian, and Colin on the phone lines. Hi, Colin. Welcome to Tech Talk. Yes, Alan. Uh, thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. I've got an old flip phone, and I keep getting notices that it's going to be shut down because it's 3G. Yes. So I rarely use a phone. It's hardly ever I turn it on. Very rare. And I mostly use a landline. So it just occasionally, it's kind of nice to have a cell phone yep. just for uh, texting and just, you know. And so I was thinking about something different. Now, what I do like about the flip phone, well, I, what I don't like about it is the texting. I was going to say, that would drive you crazy All the button pushing. But it's a simple phone. It's rugged. It can't get a virus. And there's no security risk. So if I was going to move into something, I think I would like to move into an Apple product. iPhone, yep. Yeah. And uh, I was, you know, I see some, I don't need much of a phone. Like I say, I hardly ever use it. So I like the idea of a small phone. And I see that there's first generation SEs for sale online. No, please, please, please don't get the first generation. They're not supported (laughs) anymore. You want the iPhone SE 2020 or okay. SE 2022. They okay, look the same. Okay, so that's same. the second generation then. Yeah, and then okay. 2022 is the third gen. Okay. Yeah, and you can buy those used. I'd be careful <laughs> about buying them on Facebook Marketplace or used Victoria just because you don't know what's being done to them. Sure. Um, if you really get a good deal, and they will actually do this for a small fee, you can meet the person down at Black Apple Cellular. Mm-hmm. And they will, like for 20 bucks, they will test the phone to make sure there's being, Ricky, no water damage, mm-hmm. the number one thing that you've mentioned in the past, to make sure that it's not blacklisted yep. intentionally or otherwise, and just to make sure that it's okay. Sure. But I would actually suggest, of all the retailers that do used phones, Black Apple Cellular, uh, we know the people they started with us many, many years ago, and and they're great, and that's where I would get. But I would try and get the 2022, Ricky. Okay, even, no, that that's no problem then. Yeah, no. Uh, I was just, I just like the size of it. Yeah, that's I was all, say it's a smaller phone, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you can I, I might, find might... the 11 and 12th generation, 11th and 12th generation. There we go. Yeah. I did do a mini, which is only a 5.4 inch screen, and they are still a newer version of phone. Um, a number of carriers were really offloading them recently, like Fido. I think we had it down to $5 a month for the phone, plus a $300 yeah. gift card. Was... So that's the iPhone 11 mini Correct. or 12 mini. You won't hear about that anymore. They've been discontinued. Correct. But they're really great phones, and they are much more powerful yeah. than the iPhone SE. And the big deal is they have Face ID rather than fingerprints. So you yep. get the bigger screen and a smaller size, Correct. which you like, and they are a better processor. Yeah. There we go. Stay on the line, Calm. We're just heading for a break here, but I'll see if you've got any more questions. We'll help you. When we come back, hour number two, we've got some important new updates for you and new features. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Remembrance Day long weekend edition for 2022. Glad to have you along. If you're just tuning in, Brian will make a podcast And you can listen to the first hour should you want to because we won't be rebroadcast on Sunday because of Seahawks football once again. Somebody said, how much longer is this going to go on for? Uh, Until the Seahawks, (laughs) until the, until the Seahawks um, stop winning, I guess. They play the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. I will check into the schedule. You can introduce yourself while I'm doing that. Hi, I'm Ricky Winter. You might know me as your tech experience manager at the London Drugs at Tillicum Mall. There we go. I'm Brian Palvich, your Tech Talk producer, and now is a great time to, to push 
you can grab the podcast if you don't want to listen or you can't listen on Sunday. Just go to shownotes.ca uh, and you'll see the link to the latest podcast episode there. Yeah, plus go to any podcast app on any device. Just type Tech Talk with Alan, one L in Alan. My dad was Scottish, said don't waste an L. That's why there's only one <laughs> L there. So the Seahawks schedule. So let's see. So we are the 12th, so the 19th. So we will not be preempted next weekend. Oh, we will not be preempted. We will not be preempted uh, again because they're changing the schedule. So on the 4th would be the next one after that. No, it looks like we will not be preempted for a little while after this. So thank you for bearing with us. But that's once you get doing the podcast, then you'll be absolutely okay. Okay. Mm, I got an email I can read. Yes, please. Can you do that while I'm just going to... Uh, yeah, of course. And, Okay. This one is a special shout-out to Brian. So, um, <laughs> Adding to Donna's accolades about Brian, he recently helped me buy a new Surface laptop with the purchase, porting over my files and documents from my old computer, set up and research on items I required assistance with. He went, all caps, over and above. I would highly recommend him from Terry. So, good job, Brian. <laughs> You're oh, out there really winning nice. your accolades. That's, thanks so much, Terry. Yeah, it was a pleasure working with him. Alan said it would make you blush, and I can't see you behind your monitor, but I'm going to assume you're <laughs> blushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have something else? Uh, let's... Uh, <laughs> Alan ran away on us. Where did so. Alan actually go? <laughs> I think he's letting somebody in the building. Oh, uh, okay, I could have done that. Um, yeah, I know, it's okay. Sure thing, let's, uh, let's get Al queued up here. Uh, we, I was discussing his topic here with Alan sure. during the break. Um, go ahead, Al. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's this problem with... Um, my iPad won't connect to uh, an outside mail server. Okay, so th- so the specifics that we talked about was it's it's particularly it's a uh, specifically HostGator. Um, yeah. And I ha- I couldn't find anything, and I hadn't had experience with HostGator. But as soon as I mentioned to Alan, he knew what it was. You he suggested you call the HostGator support and get their specific. I think he said port numbers. Is it? Oh, Alan's back. It's this. He Alan needs a specific. Um, port numbers for if he's going to use HostGator email yes. on iPad. It's For yeah, some reason, I've, it's I've different with the them. Port, I've got the port numbers 993 and 465. But it's not just the port numbers. It's also the type of security, SSL, TLS. Um, if you actually uh, chat with HostGator, they have an online chat so you don't yeah. wait on hold and have a birthday. Um, tell them specifically to um, text you the steps to do it on an iPad. It's not okay. just... The, there's about nine steps. Yeah, okay, yeah. And once you get it set, make sure you keep that text. Um, HostGator has gone through three different sets of changes in the last year because they don't actually... They don't have their own servers. I believe they switched over from... Amazon AWS, Amazon Web Service, I believe they switched over to Microsoft Azure, which is the corporate half of OneDrive. Oh, yeah. And that changes the technology. So this is why we don't recommend domain emails for exactly this reason, because it just drives people around the bend. Yeah, it's one of these things that I've had it for 25 years, and I would love to get rid of it, but, you know, I I just want to keep it, uh, you know, to kind of keep going. But I use Outlook primarily but okay well what uh, you can do then instead of going through this hassle is you can go into your hostgator webmail settings and you can forward it all to your outlook.com address well, 
there's a thought. And then you just mm-hmm. put, Brian, you just put a signature on the bottom of whatever device, Ricky, whether you're using your iPad, your iPhone, or your computer. So when you reply back to somebody that emails you, it says, please note my new email address. The same thing we've been doing with everybody migrating off Shaw. And then you don't have to go through this hassle. And that way, if HostGator changes it again six months from now, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't care. Okay. Yeah. So if you want a hand with that, um, get a hold of Brian. In particular, his uh, contact info is in the show notes. And be glad to help you with that one. That will save you going through the frustration. And could you just run quickly through the difference between Outlook as an app on an iPad and the Mail as an app on the iPad? They, they seem to be just diametrically different. Than they the, are, yeah. yeah. On an iPad, I would exclusively use, well, I'll ask Ricky and Brian, but I would <laughs> exclusively use the Mail app because it just works with everything else on your device. You can add up to, I think, the limit is 20 email addresses. <laughs> yeah, way more than we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it functions with everything else on the iPad. When you hit the square with the arrow on a picture and you want to email it, the Mail app is default right there, and it's loaded. You don't need the Outlook app. I would use the Outlook app if I was on an Android tablet or phone because it's way better than the native app. But otherwise, I would use the Mail app and just add it in. And it's dirt simple to add it in. You go add an account, Outlook.com, name, password. I use both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's why I wanted to um, ask, right? I use Outlook for my work email to keep it separate from all my personal stuff. And then I have my mail app is all my my personal Outlook account and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I just use it to keep them separate. I do like the functionality I get out of the Outlook app quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think personally I actually prefer the Outlook app, but it's only using an Outlook email. It's not merging multiple emails into it. Right. Um, I've only ever been somebody who has one email, so I've never had to worry about multiple emails coming into play. Aren't where, you lucky? Yeah, yeah well, right. <laughs> my email's pretty easy. It's like my first name and my last name at you know Outlook. Yeah. So it's hard to pass that one up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really do like the Outlook app. So if you really only have one email account you're trying to work yeah. with, it's a good app. But yeah, as soon as you get into two or three, running it through something like the mail app on the phone is probably the better way to go. Yeah, and also the Mail app, you're already used to the symbols everywhere else on an iPhone or an iPad, so you don't have to learn different symbols. But again, it's very much like wine. The wine that Ricky likes isn't necessarily going to be the wine that I like, and the price is, because there's no price here. They're, yeah. they're both free, so it's just it's the one that, that puts Download a smile both. on you. Put your email in both, play with it for a week, see what you like. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Al. Appreciate the call. So that's yeah, I agree with Ricky that that's the uh, the main reason I see people running Outlook is just because they like to keep their world separate and they're like, nope, my yep. business one comes into Outlook and I, I don't have to when I'm not working I don't look at that one. Yeah. Um, one thing I do experience sometimes with an Outlook account on Apple is if somebody if somebody if one of your friends is getting directed to junk mail in in any of the Apple Mail apps if you keep moving that file over to the inbox, it doesn't learn because Outlook is putting it in the junk box and Apple's just reading the junk box. So if you had the Outlook app, it'll integrate properly. And if you move it to the inbox, it will actually learn that it's not junk. Um, But that, I mean, from my experience, that's the main reason that you would want Outlook is just because it talks better with your, the features of your Outlook email. Yeah, there we go. Okay, good one. Thank, Thank you very much. Good question here. 
Okay, so a couple other things. One of the things that we do on this show, for those of you that are that are new to the show, because people keep telling people, telling people, telling people, is in the show notes at shownotes.ca, typed into the address bar of your browser. If you go down towards the bottom, there is a section called Homework Videos, also known as Time Well Wasted. And many of you send me videos. So this is one of my things I do on Friday nights or Thursday if the week's organized. I go through and sort of curate these. And there's some really fascinating things. Brian, we've learned so much over the years. Things we never would have thought of. Oh, yes, fun facts. Yeah, and the first one is there. So video number 40 is an inside look at something that I honestly never realized happens. Crews each night remove some 10,000 pounds of airplane tire rubber from runways at every major airport. Every time a plane lands, each tire leaves around one and a half pounds of rubber on the runway. Tires are stationary until touchdown, when sudden contact with the ground causes friction, quickly bringing them up to speeds of more than 150 miles per hour and producing temperatures around 500 degrees Fahrenheit. That temperature makes the tread rubber melt and bond to the runway and lights that guide pilots. The Airbus A380 is the largest passenger plane in the world, and it has 22 tires. That's over 30 pounds of rubber lost per landing, equivalent to the amount of rubber in two of your car's tires. So how does all of that rubber get removed, and what's so dangerous about it building up on runways? Yeah, I didn't even think of the, of the lighting aspect. They not only have to clean yeah. it off the runway, they have to use special chemicals and tools to clean it off the runway lights. Yep. <laughs> Fascinating, but 30 pounds of rubber every time an Airbus lands. Yeah, feels like a lot of waste. <laughs> so next time you're out at the airport really, really late at night, you'll see the lights on and you'll see the crews after the last plane has landed. Yeah. And they got to clean. And how do they do that? It's a really fascinating video. So thank you, Eric, for sending that one in. Um, now, the subject of video number 42 sounds like a joke, but pay attention, BC Ferries. An electric car ferry that is powered by a very long extension cable. <laughs> Seriously, Tom Scott takes us to Denmark to show us it's real. There are more and more electric-powered ferries in the world, at least for short distances across rivers or small lakes. But one of the big problems with them is that the batteries required are massive and expensive. A ferry not only has to move something the size of a building, but it's got to push the water out of the way too. So you need far more energy than something like an electric car. Electric ferries would be a lot easier to run if you could just, you know, plug them into the mains. So that's what the Randers Fjords Ferry in Denmark does. It has 350 meters of hardened, waterproof electrical cable rolled up on a drum. One end is connected to the ferry, the other end is plugged into the electrical grid just there, and as we set off, all the power for the motors will be coming from the shore. There you go. How do they make that work? <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> we have a lot of little small ferries, like we have the cable ferry up island. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that's a very small ferry, but yeah, <laughs> but so is the one up island, the Cumbria. Yeah. What is so they could sit there anyway? It's it's real. It's a thing. Yeah. It's not just some idea. Okay, um, video number forty-four is the visually and audibly stunning finale to this year's massive outdoor intense festival in the Netherlands, which shows what you can do when you combine lasers, lights, pyrotechnics, and a massive stage the width of ten buses. What's going with this? This is just... How many people are there? 
There we go. <laughs> like 50,000 people. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. You have to go watch this video. What you're hearing there is just a thing. But, yeah, I've never seen this level of sophistication of uh, pyrotechnics and lasers now and the lighting and the sound system. Wow. And just even the, the stage that was built that all of these were installed on is yeah. Is, yeah, it's something incredible. It's such a so many great video game references, arcade machines. Yeah, you can hear in all that audio work there, like all the references ending with the Hadouken from Street Fighter. Yeah, very okay, cool. Okay, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last one here. This is really cool. And this uh, video number forty six was sent to us by Bronislav, who listens to Tech Talk via our podcast from Prague in Czechia, also known as the Czech Republic, and he we email back and forth, I should mention this, because I go, I thought it was the Czech Republic. Well, when Czechoslovakia dissolved in 1992, it was split into the Czech Republic and Slovakia, but in 2016, the Czech government approved Czechia, C-Z-E-C-H-I-A, as their official short name. That name is now finally being used by the UN, the EU, NATO, and Google Maps and Apple Maps, so now we use it. So, more importantly, Bronislav says that's the name people there want us to use, so, right? Okay. Chechia, it is. In any case, the, the video he sent, it's a superb 80-minute concert by the Prague Filmova Philharmonie, featuring nothing but music from this. What's it from, Ricky? Star Trek. Which one? <laughs> the first motion picture. There you go. Jerry Goldsmith did the theme. So, yeah, so the entire concert is music from all the different Star Treks, movies, and TV series. So, thank you, Bronislav. And I, don't, how do you, yeah. I was like, I'm not a big Star Trek person, so I was like, I recognize it as Star Trek. That's yeah. about the extent of what I got for you. <laughs> hey, Siri, how do you say thank you in the Czech language? I can't translate into Czech yet. Oh. Okay, that's one of those ones where I would I would then use Google Translate. I will do that. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Those are all in the show notes. Okay, back to the phone lines. We always leave people on the phone at the end of the show, so please, if you've got any questions that we can help you with, well, you've got Ricky and Ryan and I here. 250-386-1161 on a home phone, star 1070 on a mobile phone, text to 107010. And include your first name somewhere in the text. Emails to techtalk at cfax1070.com. Back to take some of those after this. Tech Talk for November 12th. Next weekend, somebody new will be joining us. Tofi Haruk, who you've heard us mention many times in the past as being an awesome resource at Shaw Mobile. He's graduated. He's gone over to Shaw Business, but he's going to start helping us, Brian, with tutoring people as they get their smartphones and their Apple Watches for Black Friday. Yes, I'm very excited to add Tofi's expertise here. Uh, as we've said before, he's the next Ron Fraser in terms of customer service. Yeah. Just uh, And we just don't so learn good. a lot from him. So he'll be with us next weekend. So if you've got questions, particularly, especially about Android phones, because that's becoming, well, always has been one of my weaker areas. And now that Brian has moved over to Apple as well, we're not as up to date on that. Speaking of up-to-date, this is a really cool one that I found for a lady, and I thought I would benefit this for you as well. So it's in the show notes. If you need a Wi-Fi password, Ricky, mm -hmm. but it's being changed from what's on the router. Your iPhone oh, connects, yeah, gotcha. yep. but now your friends come over and wants to connect to it, or yep. they have a laptop. So iPad OS iOS 16 now lets you reveal it on your device. Oh, yes. Thank you, you. But it's not obvious. You go to, And I put this a picture of this in the show notes at item number 10. If you go to settings, Wi-Fi, 
And then you'll see yours there, the one you're connected to. Tap on the small blue eye in a circle that will be on the right mm -hmm. of the name of the Wi-Fi you're connected to. And then the pass will be there in a series of gray dots, just like before. But now if you tap on the gray dots, perfect. you can now use Face ID, Touch ID, or your Apple ID password to reveal it. Brian's trying it. <laughs> Settings, Wi-Fi, and the little blue eye in a circle. Yeah. And then tap on the gray dots for the password. And you should see uh, it. Yeah, maybe it's we have a weird network. Oh, oh, I'm on the on the guest network. network <laughs> so go. we don't have yeah, we don't, don't have, have password that. on yeah. that one. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There we go. So that's pass that on. That's item number ten in the show notes. And I've moved it over as well into another tab on the show notes called iOS 16 new features. As we find these, we add them in there. So if somebody's doing the upgrade. The other one that I thought I would mention, Ricky, with many of us getting our annual flu shots, Suzanne and I got ours yesterday mm -hmm. out at Mary Winspear Center. How fun. Boy, was that a beehive of activity. Incredibly well organized. Oh, that's good. Right after Remembrance Day ceremony, yeah. so a lot of people coming in, and it was really neat. Anyway, if you want a safe, private, and easy way to keep track of all your vaccinations, we recommend the free Can Immunize app. Again, item 11 in the show notes, Can Immunize, which is available free for Apple and Android smartphones and tablets, also for Windows and Mac now. No need. So if you do not have a smartphone, mm -hmm. you can still keep track of all your vaccinations, and it will remind you when you need an update. That's pretty handy, actually. Yeah. Because I'll be like, ooh, when did I get that last? Yeah, so you'll see I put a screenshot of mine in there, and you'll see that it is reminding me already that I need to get my next flu shot in October of 2023. Makes sense. There we go. My tetanus diphtheria in October of 2033. Should I still be here? <laughs> you will be. Don't yeah, worry. It's really handy. There we go. Anyway. Okay, you've got more texts or emails. There. Um, I made uh, Brian blush while you were away. I read off the uh, lovely, you know, Brian's really great nice. email. Thank you. Um, we do have another one here. I think you told me to paraphrase it, but I forgot to. So Yes. Uh, <laughs> Alan, just some notes regarding a recent trip that they did to Colorado via Montana, Wyoming, and Utah. One member of the party's on Virgin Mobile, 12 gigs of data on their iPhone, signed up for $12 a day roaming plan, you know, okay. fairly standard. Plan to just hotspot off him for the duration of our 10-day trip to Colorado and back, but then we just share the cost of $12 plan. That makes really good sense. Okay, yep. so he's on the $12 day plan. You're going to hotspot, so you're going to piggyback on his cellular. Yeah. Yep. Little blurb about the weather. I'm going to skip just because we're paraphrasing a little, and that's what I can skip. Uh, anyways, Alan, you probably know this already. I turned off data roaming on my iPhone 12 Max, but made the mistake of not removing the SIM card. So I was connected for most of the trip using Wi-Fi to his hotspot, and I have Wi-Fi calling enabled on my phone. But I was a little disturbed that I could still see the local carrier that my phone was seeing. Example: T-Mobile, etc. Couldn't see a way in my iPhone settings to turn off cellular roaming completely. Just turning off data roaming was the only option that I could see. It turned out that I should have physically removed my SIM card. Kudo rips. Well, question. no, I didn't have to remove the SIM card. You could have just turned on airplane mode and then Wi-Fi back on. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to remove the SIM card. Airplane mode, Wi-Fi back on, because then you can piggyback off his. By turning off cellular yep. roaming but leaving the cellular on... Yep. Then you bing. know what this next paragraph says, then, don't you? Nope. <laughs> so it turned out that my carrier Kudo was automatically invoking roaming. Any day I sent out a regular SMS message or a photo via MSS multimedia, yes, text messages, I was sent it out via Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or Telegram or whatever. Uh, then they would have been pure data, would not have invoked the roaming, which apparently happens even though I was physically, so to speak, turning off data roaming on my iPhone 12 practice. Because it's not data, it's a text which comes in over cellular. 
Yes. So just had a long talk with a nice kudo rep who in the end gave me about a day off discount. So about one day out of 10 days on the trip. <laughs> Better than nothing, I guess. Uh, from Ron in Edmonton. Ron, thank you. Yeah, sorry. Sounds like the trip was great otherwise. Though. Yeah, but an ex- a little expensive. So yes, please, if you're going to do that, if you're going to piggyback off somebody else, or if you're just going to use... Um, Wi-Fi when you're at a hotel, a restaurant, or somebody else's place to stay connected. Please remember to put airplane mode on mm-hmm. and then turn Wi-Fi back on. Mm-hmm. Ryan, that works whether you're on Android or on Apple. Airplane mode on, Wi-Fi back on. Oh, yes. Yeah, and turn off Wi-Fi calling as well. <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, there was there's some confusion between carriers about what's going to happen, but you could receive a call over Wi-Fi and then get dinged for roaming fees. Even though you have airplane mode on and why yeah so that's it so that's that one there i'll update the notes on that one there we go by the way apple has announced that its new iphone 14 emergency sos by satellite service will launch later this month here in canada and in the u.s this is item number 16 in the show notes and the thing that astounded me about this ricky apple says creating the groundbreaking service has cost them so far 450 million dollars u.s Wow. They got a lot of money. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, that's breathtaking. Yeah. They, they, uh, it basically lets uh, stranded users send a text message calling for help via a network of global star satellites yep. that are linked to call centers across the U.S. and Canada, but $450 million. That's how groundbreaking this is. Never before have you been able to go out in the Souk wilderness where there is no cell service yep. and no Wi-Fi, and you've been able to call for help. Yeah, without a satellite phone. Yeah. Exactly. So this is cool. So yeah. So that's coming later this month on iPhone 14 models only. Mm-hmm. So for people that are thinking of doing the upgrade on Black Friday, this is now one of those things for the vast majority of you. No, iPhone 12 or 13 would be fine. But if you are going to be going out in the boonies and don't want to have to take a satellite phone or a spot or something like that, that's probably the reason to spend a little extra I'm going to say one word of warning. Um, it's a new system. It's a new program. Do not go into the woods without your spot device or other emergency device. Sure, try the cell phone. Try it out. Make sure it works for you. Do not go into the backcountry with relying on your cell phone alone, no matter how good the system says it is, until we've seen vast testings by this. Were you channeling your mother there? No. <laughs> <laughs> my mom knows I won't go hiking at all. Um, but yeah, but I'm taken. channeling my various reps that deal with this product that yeah. are oh. thousands and thousands of lives saved where the yeah. person would be dead in the woods and nobody would have found them. Yeah. So don't be dumb yet. Take the proper devices with you. This is new technology. Try it out. Enjoy it. Great if it works. But if you're in a pinch, you've fallen down a cliff, your leg's broken and nobody can come save you, you're going to be real mad if your iPhone 14 doesn't work. Awesome. Well said. On that note, news update. Back with more. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Ricky Winter and Brian Pavlicich for November 12th. Lots of text calls and emails here, so Arnold's up first. Hi, Arnold. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks. What's on your uh, mind? I, I think I kind of maybe solved the problem. I'm not sure. Uh, Windows uh, um, Photo. Yeah, the Windows I, Photo app. Yeah, I'm running 11. Um, when I when I went in to do a, a sizing of it, yes, the photo the photo would only come up very small in the middle of my screen, and a great thick thick line was all the way around it. Now I've been fooling around, and I found a place where it said to, to uh, what repair reset, and I did all of that. The only thing I didn't do is shut off the computer and restart it, uh, which which <laughs> I've since done, 
and I think it's 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 uh, solved the problem. But before I couldn't I couldn't increase the size of the of the photo. Yeah. Uh, so instead of just shutting off the computer, Arnold, and this applies to not just Microsoft Photos but anything else, there is a different way to just tell photos to behave. But the easiest thing to do is to hold the power button down on the computer for twenty seconds. Yeah. It goes yeah. off after six seconds, but keep counting to 20. What it yeah. does is it wipes out the quick start memory. So when yeah. you press the power button once, it takes a little longer to come back, Ricky, because it memorizes a fresh set of answers. Yep. And that yep. will solve yeah. most of the problem. Yeah, so, so, I, so I was really having a frustration in trying to, uh, Sorry. to add, edit uh, photos, and, uh, but I think that's not solved. But one other problem, one other interesting thing. Um, I go to iCloud and uh, it and I want to turn it off. It says, "If you turn off iCloud, all documents stored in the iCloud will be deleted from this this PC." Yes. Are they deleting the the the, the information on my PC? Or yes. No, they're deleting the information on your PC because when you turn it off, it no longer knows if you have permission. So, yes, if you turn off iCloud on a Windows PC, it will delete those files from the PC. They're perfectly fine on iCloud. And then if you turn iCloud back on, it will download a fresh set. Because you might have deleted some on iCloud itself. Yeah. So that's why. Because you know, it scared the hell out of me. No, it's uh, that yeah. The warning, the warning. They should almost put the, from this PC in bright red or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. right. Yeah. There you go. One other thing, Arnold, and anybody else, if you open a photo on in Windows Photo app and it is small, and all the other photos are large, that probably means Ricky that the photo was taken on low resolution, and therefore it doesn't want to make it big on the screen because it's going to look grainy. Yep. But that does segue into one item number 22 on your show notes. If you want to take a look, if you're following it along at shownotes.ca. They were repeating this from a few months ago, Brian, because this has been asked frequently lately. We're updating the format of the digital pictures we take, Ricky. Switching from... I would say yes and no, but I know where you're going with this. Okay. So. so we've traditionally, for decades, we've used .jpg, mm-hmm. which stands for Japan Photo Electronics Group. That Correct. was the group that played United Nations and agreed that no matter what brand and type yep. of digital camera, it would be a .jpg and it would work this way. Yep. And that served us really well. Yep. But as the sensors have got larger and the photos have got much, 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 much larger, mm-hmm. the compression ratio wasn't doing much anymore. A 40 megabyte picture yep. was going down to 28, whereas back in the days of 2 down to 1, that gave us double the space. <laughs> uh, yes, and the only reason I made that comment that I did is um, yep. you're seeing this with mobile devices and phones and things along those lines. As the camera salesman, you're not seeing it. That's right. This so, is only for smartphones. Correct. That That's what I was at. like, oh, we got to clarify, because my digital cameras are not going this way yet. Um, you've had raw files for On smartphones, editing the show notes as we go. <laughs> there we go. So we're switching to the new and much higher quality .heic, which stands for? High Efficiency Image Codec, because you have it on this piece of paper in front of me, so I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is some devices and programs don't yet know how to handle that format. So we would suggest if you take a lot of photos on your smartphone, and especially if you share them, mm-hmm. I would, and even if you just want to look at them on your computer, mm-hmm. we'd suggest that you temporarily, for six to nine months, change the format that they're shot in back to JPG. So the instructions are here 
on the show notes, item number 22, but I'll just go through them briefly with Ricky's help. First of all, on an iPhone or an iPad, you change the format by going to Settings, Camera, Formats, and tap on Most Compatible. Um, on an Android device, open Camera, open Settings, go to Format and Advanced Options, and move the slider to choose either JPEG or HEIC. There we go. Now, if you've already got 150 photos on your computer that are .heic mm-hmm. and you can't look at them, yeah. then we suggest using the iMazing HEIC Converter app, which you can download for free from the Windows 10 App Store. And I put the link into it there, item 22. If you have a Mac, Charles Martin suggests you download the free HEIC Converter app for Mac by one Sindre Thorhus, which you can get from the Mac App Store. Now, there's a whole bunch of those that he particularly suggests that one because it's free. It will not nag you with ads, and it will work. So, there you go. Probably sometime spring, summer of next year, all the devices will have had software updates, and .heic will will be... And I was wrong. Ron in Edmonton points out, I said Japan Photo uh, Photographic Experts Group. It's joint... Photographic Experts Group. They met in Japan. That's where the agreement... <laughs> it's like where the Climate Change Accord was signed. We call it the Paris Accord. Yes, it yes. was signed in Japan. So, yep. Ron, thank you. I love you guys. Keeping, <laughs> keeping, keeping us honest. Top. There we go. Okay. Um, let's go next to Bev. Hi, Bev. Thank you for waiting. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Thanks. Um, I was just going to do the upgrade to 16.1.1, and it says to... you. Um, do you want to use cellular data or not? Ah, uh, good question. No. Uh, I would suggest no unless you have a really huge data plan. You just say no. The reason why is the downloads can, in some cases, Ricky, be quite big. Yes. <laughs> and so if you want to speed up the download, you can use both Wi-Fi and cellular together to get it in half the speed. But that really sucks up a lot of data. I don't know why that switch is not there to say, never ask me that question again. I know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's why you ask. That's exactly why, so nope. So not, no, don't use the cellular. Don't use cellular. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's at least three gigs as an update. Okay. Of yeah. storage Thanks. usage or something. It shouldn't take very long. No, okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks for checking. Anybody else? Yeah, so you're going to get that question when you do that. I should write that into the, the note in the show. Again, if you're just tuning in, missed the earlier part of the show, Apple has put out a small but important update Mm-hmm. For this one, Brian, for iPhones and iPads? Yes. 16.1.1. Is there a... Are, so are you getting that prompt all the time? Even when you're connected to Wi-Fi, it prompts you to ask if you... Yes, because that, then it can use Wi-Fi and cellular yep. together to double the speed of the download. Okay, sure. Or if you just have a Wi-Fi that's slower than your mobile data speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's why. Like for us at home, probably, Brian, you're like, oh, I have a very fast Wi-Fi. Why would I use my data? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but other people are like, yeah, oh... Or if I you're in a hurry... Home. And you really want this done now? Oh yeah, I, I didn't do uh, one, uh, 16.1.1 when yet, and I did it in the studio this morning, and I just used my cellular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have so much data. We were talking about today. Like, when was the last time you even had to look at your data because we just have so much? Yeah. <laughs> I had to respond last month because I went over, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "How did you use 30 gigs, Ricky?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> there we go. But uh, and again, 3G is very, very slow if you get stuck back to it. Let yes, me tell you, because it doesn't block you. It just slows you down. It throttles it. And again, if you have an older iPhone or iPad that won't take iOS 16, because of the significance of these security patches, Apple has released a special iOS 15.7 critical update. Okay? With all of these, you have to be on Wi-Fi and have at least 50% battery or have your iPad on charge. Settings, general software update. Quick break. Back with more. 
As we continue on on Tech Talk here, wanted to mention the, one of the things that's been happening out there. Hearings by Canada's Competition Tribunal are underway into the proposed buyout of Shaw's internet and TV divisions by Rogers. Shaw owned Freedom Mobile and presumably also Shaw Mobile would be sold to Montreal-based Videotron, which would then become our country's fourth national wireless provider. When the hearings opened this past Monday, the Competition Bureau um, pushed to have the buyout blocked, claiming it will reduce competition. However, the federal industry minister has suggested he will approve the deal if certain conditions are met. So, where do we sit? The hearings, Brian, are slated to last four weeks with final arguments set for December 13th and 14th. We the may saga get a, continues. We may get a Christmas. <laughs> we may, yeah, it literally may get a Christmas present here. <laughs> but somebody asked me, he said, tell me about the competition tribunal. They are a quasi-judicial body. It includes judges from the Federal Court of Canada, also lay members appointed by the government based on their backgrounds in economics, business, finance, and marketing. I put a link into the latest update, who's saying what about whom, item number 19. A lot of the hearings are being held, they go in camera because Rogers or Telus or Bell wants to prevent some confidential business information. Mm, yep. So very much like a court going in camera, they turn off the microphones, turn off the web feed, and everyone sits on their thumbs, and three <laughs> hours later, we're back! Okay. What did you say? We can't tell you. Yep. So this is the first time this has ever happened with this much focus on it. Yep, so it's a big anyway, deal. But the bottom line is, this is going to go on for a month. Roger's going to say one thing. The competition tribunal's going to say this. Bell's going to say one thing. So-and-so is going to say this. At the end of the day, it comes down to the federal industry minister. I'm still taking bets that this thing is going to go through. It's just a giant game of poker. And the reason that Rogers is willing to go through this song and dance is because everything that the competition uh, tribunal wants them to do costs them money. Sure. And so if they can make an argument and mm-hmm. not have to do that, and for one of the biggest things is probably, Ricky, how much price protection. If mm, the deal, if yep. we smooth everything else out and the deal is approved, how long does Rogers have to honor Shaw's TV and internet rates? How long does Videotron have to honor Yep. Now, Well, we saw that when Rogers bought Fido way back in the day, right? Because they were forced to honor for a very select period of time the prices. Yeah, I think they ended up settling at one year. Yeah, one year with select plans being able to carry forward. But for the most part, it was one year before. And the tribunal had wanted three years. Yep. And they'd wanted none, so they compromised (laughs) at one. So that's what's going on as part of all this stuff. Anyway, the only reason I mention this is, please, while we've got time, if your email address ends in at shaw.ca, please get somebody to help you get off that. Because even if this deal does not go through, and I can't fathom that it won't, it's a horrible service, and we're constantly getting calls from people who are going traveling and now they're stuck in Spain and they can't get their travel reservations because they were sent to Shaw and that doesn't work. Right. Stuff like that. So please, there's a whole list of people in item number 20 there. Yeah, you got a big list now it is. Well, there's just too many. I know. Uh, We're we're all busy (laughs) and we want to get it done. Anyway, there we go. Okay, uh, what else we got here for you, Ricky? Oh, Oh, did we talk about the Outlook uh, combining of the... Uh, oh, yes. The mailbox okay. oh, no, with OneDrive. Okay, so this is causing a lot of consternation, and for the vast, 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 vast majority of you, you can not worry uh, about this starting, and you will have received emails from Microsoft about this. If you're a Microsoft 365 subscriber, it was formerly known as Office 365, starting in February, your Outlook.com email storage will be counted as part of your OneDrive storage capacity. So, be going, oh my God, no! Relax. This won't affect most of you, 
because Microsoft 365 subscribers get one terabyte. Mm -hmm. That's a thousand gigabytes of cloud storage. So if your email's taking up 10 gigs and you're using 140 of your 1,000, you're now going to be using 150 of your 1,000, not a problem. It's really only an issue at this point for people that are very close to their 1,000. Yes, exactly. Yep. And they've got 45 gigabytes of emails. Right. Because oh, they've been keeping the pictures from Aunt Ethel that came in in 2007, 2008, 2009, etc., etc., etc. And keeping them in, in your inbox rather than just downloading a copy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So... Don't worry about that. Unless, if you want to take a look at your OneDrive storage, if you're on Microsoft 365 on either Apple or Mac, open up OneDrive, click on Settings, click on Account, and it will say X of X used. Yes. If it's close... I have to my 12,000 junk emails. <laughs> yeah. But again, emails are not a big no, source. It's gonna be one video can easily fill up three gigabytes, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah, so that's how you do that. So don't worry, they're just the lawyers are required to send this out, and so their wording was not the greatest. It alarmed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. so. And so to, to, to help people transition, if, say, they were at that full point, and all of a sudden it wouldn't just push you over, and now your inbox isn't February working. 23rd of next year, Microsoft is going to give you 50, 5, 0 gigabytes of extra storage for a year to give you time. Okay. So yeah. I would basically say, don't worry about it unless you get that warning in February. And then we've got a year. Yes, exactly. So it's not like tomorrow. Like that. One other bit of good news from Microsoft, they've just released the 40th anniversary update of Microsoft Flight Simulator. They've added helicopters and gliders, plus six historically significant aircraft, including the White Brothers Flyer, the Curtis Jenny from 1915, Grumman G21 Goose, and the Hughes Spruce Goose. And you can now fly in and out of five more Canadian airports, including YYJ, Victoria. Oh, but what I didn't realize is it's not that simple. Why did they not add helicopters and gliders before? Different physics. Dramatically different physics. Yeah. They had to hire airplane companies yep. <laughs> and pilots to program them how a helicopter works yeah. and how a glider works. Well, if you've ever tried flying a drone, you know, it's not like the steering, you have a little steering wheel of a car. You, yeah. you, it operates very differently. But for example, with Microsoft Flight Simulator, you can pick the weather conditions you want or you can pick the real-time weather. What's oh, actually oh. happening in Toronto. Cool. And in a glider, the weather <laughs> dramatically affects the glider. So I put a link in there. So even if you've uploaded or downloaded the updated version, it's free for flight simulator owners and available on Xbox Game Pass. Item number 14. I put a link into an article from Microsoft explaining what they had to go through to make <laughs> this work. And that's imagine. why it took them this long. Yeah. So there you go. All right, quick break. Back with our final segment. I put it into the show notes, but we've been too busy on here. It's been a horrible whirlwind first week for Twitter under Elon Musk's ownership with half the staff being laid off and within hours some being lured back. He banned the remaining staff from working at home, scrapped the gray high-profile verified checkmark, introduced an $8 a month blue verified checkmark, which was promptly used for a raft of scam accounts and suspended. The gray checkmark was revived. Hours later, he killed it again. It appears to me make another comeback. He's also warned that... Here's the tweet that sums it up. Well, first of all, one from Elon. He tweeted out, please note that Twitter will do lots of dumb things in coming months. We will keep what works and change what doesn't. But the tweet that I thought summed it up best from one Lauren Dombrowski, being on Twitter right now is like playing the violin on the Titanic, except we are also making fun of the iceberg, <laughs> and the iceberg is getting genuinely mad. That would be 
Links are in there on the latest stuff. If you want to get off Twitter but still want a social media app to help stay connected, item number 18, try the free Mastodon app. Okay, Ricky, for you, this is a good one. Bruce, Alan, I heard that the best brands at good prices for TVs has changed. True? If so, what brands should we consider? So as we head into Black Friday TV shopping... I don't think the brands have really changed. You're looking at LG, Sony, and Samsung as your top brands. The big three. Probably in that order of LG, Sony, then Samsung. Uh, What other brands should people consider that you would feel comfortable with the quality and reliability? Skyworth came to us last year. Um, They've done quite well for themselves. Their warranty replacement, everything's been fantastic with them, and they kind of bring OLED to a consumable market at like $8.99 right now with kind of their pre-Black Friday pricing. Yep. Um, for a 55-inch, so something like that, especially if you're trying to get into OLED for the first time, for under 1000 is pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I hesitate to recommend anything else. I just find either color or build or something in there is going to be wanting, and I would highly recommend an extended warranty if you go with one of the other brands, well just said. in case. There's an email for you to read. Um, that being said, there are companies that I don't carry, whether you know Best Buy, Visions, wherever that might be, that yeah. might have different you know names and such to them. Um, can't speak to them, but there might be decent other brands out there. But at least for what I'm bringing to you, yeah, LG, yeah. Sony, Samsung, and then Skyworth kind of is a okay. lower fourth, but yep. a fourth. Before we run out of time. Uh, email. Um, I am planning to get an iPhone 14 and give my iPhone 11 to my husband, the hand-me-down process, which we just discussed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have lots of storage in order to transfer data, but he has only the basic five gigs. Since that may not be enough to make the transfer, is there any way that we can do this? Yes. Thanks as always, Anne. Good news. Yep. Okay, I'll speak. Yeah, sure. Um, Yes, um, the old recommendation would be spend the two bucks, grab the extra 50 gigs. It'll give you some level of storage changeover for the period of time. Um, I've been informed that they are currently doing that for 30 days when you're doing a transfer, giving you an extra 50 gigs for free. you don't have to spend the two bucks. Yeah, exactly. So that should be smooth and easy. But once it's all done, have a conversation with somebody about should we spend the two bucks going forward so we don't have to delete a bunch of stuff. Awesome. Sometimes it just makes life easy. Yep. Have a good Black Friday in a couple of weeks. Thanks. I'll give Thanks you a call, maybe. You'll find Ricky Winter's uh, mugshot and contact info in the show notes. Brian, thanks as always. You get to make the make up the podcast now. Yes, thank you. Going to leave you with uh, more of that concert from the Prague Filmovia Philharmonie. In this case, the original TV version of Star Trek by Alexander Courage with soprano Christina Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Remembrance Day long weekend, and thank you for your service. And so it goes. 